What's up, everybody? David Bozal with For America at For America headquarters. I think we've reached the point in the movie where we're starting to ask ourselves, what is the point of the Republican Party? Remember that movie Office Space when the two Bobs were grilling that dude about what his role was, what his job was? Uh, what, what would you say you do here? So that's kind of my attitude with the Republican Party. What would you say that you do here? And I bring that up because I saw this clip that's running around Twitter this morning. It was published last night. It was published by this guy, and I don't know even know if this is his real name. I mean, he is blue-checked, according to Elon's new blue-check system. Lezkov Brando... Brandonovich, Lezkov Brandonovich. Apologies for messing that up. But he's got a, he's got a kind of a cool bio. He's at war with DeSimps, which I guess are fans of DeSantis, and Libtards. <laughs> and his avatar is LGBT. Uh, Liberty, guns, Bible, Trump. Okay. Very cool. So he doesn't like DeSantis, but that's not really the point. I'm not trying to plug this guy. But he had this video that I had never seen before. It's definitely an oldie because the interview, it's of DeSantis, and he's being interviewed about his endorsements, and I'm presuming it's the governor's race. This is an undated video. But the interviewer mentions Phyllis Schlafly, who's been passed away for a number of years now. So I'm just, unless there was some sort of like weird mix up and I don't, and they don't even say who the interviewer is, but it's somewhat friendly to DeSantis, I think sort of given the chumminess, but it talks about the account. This guy, Lesgov is trying to make the point that it's bad that DeSantis was endorsed for governor by Bolton by Club for Growth, by Freedom Works. And look, everybody was sort of hoodwinked by Bolton. Guy seems to be a maniac. But Club for Growth and Freedom Works, these are good folks. I mean, they're, they're, everybody's trying hard to try to limit some government around here and elect the right people to do exactly that. But the interview is trying to make the point that, you know, hey, this is a little bit unique. You've been endorsed by sort of the social conservative crowd, the national defense security crowd, the economic leg of the stool, the conservative movement stool, and this and this wonderful. And then DeSantis goes on to say that, you know, he's quite proud of the fact that he's united the movement behind him, which is a little, dare I say, sanctimonious. But, okay, that's, again, that's not the point of the video. That's not what interests me about the video. What interests me is that this is years old and DeSantis has some fairly interesting things to say about the Republican Party's existence. All right, so I'll just run it. It's a minute, 26 seconds. I'll run it in, in its entirety and then we'll roll tape, okay? And we'll dissect it. Uh, let me start with this. Uh, I found this very interesting. You've been endorsed by um, Club for Growth, um, um, uh, Koch Brothers, a group supported by them, Senator Lee, a very, very conservative, Phyllis Schlafly. 
among one of the few people who's actually been to our house, um, at, which is a beautiful house, incidentally. And uh, Jim Ryan, who is uh, very, very conservative. Uh, can you talk for just a second about what your philosophy is? Because these are one small government, anti-tax, and then a social conservative. Uh, and they usually aren't, aren't happy together. Usually they're in, in separate camps. You seem to be in every camp. Well, I think that's right. I think I've really been able to unite the conservative movement. I think if you look at the different strands of our movement, you have a, uh, a national security branch, which I think is best represented by Reagan's philosophy of peace through strength. So you look at someone like an Ambassador Bolton, who's supporting me, um, and then you look at small government, free market, um, con constitutional government, basically. And I think that really is where Republicans have failed recently. I mean, we have been expanding government and spending. Um, and so you've got to be fiscally conservative. If you don't do that, then the Republican Party really doesn't have a rationale to exist. And I think I've been somebody who's, who's laid out um, you know, principles about, you know, what the federal government should do, what it shouldn't do. And so you look at like Club for Growth and Freedom Works, I think they really uh, appreciate that. Let's run that last bit again about the Republican Party. Um, and then you look at small government, free market, um, constitutional government, basically. And I think that really is where Republicans have failed recently. I mean, we have been expanding government and spending. Um, and so you've got to be fiscally conservative. If you don't do that, then the Republican Party really doesn't have a rationale to exist. And I think I... You've got to be fiscally conservative. And if you can't do that, the Republican Party does not have a rationale to exist. And look, I'm not endorsing anybody for 2024 just yet and this isn't meant to just be a sycophantic exercise for DeSantis by any stretch but he's right on that he's absolutely just like stone cold right about it if you're not going to be fiscally conservative and try to limit some government and try to shrink some government the Republican Party has no rationale to exist none and in fact I'm still not sold that there won't be a, an independent candidate in 2024 that could, you know, I don't want to say it's going to spoil the party, spoil Republican Party's chances. But at the end of the day, you have to at least consider the notion that one side wants to expand limitless government. And then there is no counter argument to that from the other party. There is none. Not with the not with not with the people that are currently running it. And that's in particular about I don't know, let's say forty or so guys in the House and about twenty or so Republicans in the Senate, namely McConnell. And the RNC is an abject disaster at defining the party as the party of limited government as the party of advancing individual freedom and prosperity and virtue. They're just disasters at it. So I just thought the clip was extraordinarily instructive that here it is, it's years old, and he just he puts a fine point on it. There is no rationale for the Republican Party to exist if it doesn't champion limited government and pass legislation reflecting that value system. 
And the real sad part is, I'm assuming this is an interview as he prepares for his run for governor, but the real sad part is that you've got guys like DeSantis who used to be members of Congress and without dissecting his record in totality, but he basically, and he's on record as saying this, he's basically, he's, he said as much, he left being a member of, a member of Congress because he couldn't see the point. He, he couldn't reduce government being one of 200 and some odd whatever Republicans. Couldn't do it. And so that's a real failure of the Republican Party that you're losing good members. Now, look, Congress's loss was Florida's gain, but you're losing good people to go do other things because look at Senator Braun from Indiana. Same thing. It's the same thing. He may not admit this publicly, but I'll admit it for him. It's the same thing. Good guy. Runs on a message of fiscal conservatism. Wins an upset Senate race and just decides, yeah, I'm out of here. I'm going to go run for governor of Indiana. He's going to take the DeSantis path. Right? Could have been a good vote for all of these priorities. But guys like McConnell just elbow him out. You're not wanted here. So, I, I look, is, there, is someone going to go independent? Would a Trump even consider that? Would a Trump say, look, this, this is not... This party, whatever this is, not reflective of what I want to accomplish. So I'm going to go run as an independent. I don't know. I, I wouldn't put it past him. Put it to you that way. But you're at the point, I think more so now than, and I know this has been talked about in other cycles, election cycles in previous years, but man, it just feels to me like this is a little bit of a Rubicon crossing moment where the Republican Party is concerned. The votes, the, the, they don't know who the speaker should be. They don't know who the, the RNC chairman should be. There was a little bit of a tussle as to who the minority leader should be in the Senate. All three sort of, and then there's going to be a tussle for the Republican nominee, right? So this is at all levels, at all major federal levels, Senate leader, House speaker, RNC chair, presidential nominee you have massive government republicans versus small government republicans and if you've got small government republicans standing up and saying no moss rick scott in florida tried to take down mcconnell knew he wasn't going to win because mcconnell has too many buddies there to protect them that wouldn't have happened in previous cycles this the stuff going on in the House with McCarthy. Previous cycles, he'd probably be a shoe in He's next in line. He knows how to raise money. A lot of people owe their careers to him. It would probably be a shoe in Not anymore. You've got Republicans and conservatives standing up for themselves and for what the platform originally called for and saying much much the same things that DeSantis said in this interview years ago. What is the rationale for the party's existence if you're not going to distinguish yourself from Democrats? There is none. That was DeSantis's point. You ought not exist. And then, of course, the other, the fourth race is the Ronald Romney-McDaniel race and 
Harmy Dillon, and I don't have a dog in that fight. I don't know if Harmy Dillon would be any better. I don't think Ron or Rom- Romney McDaniel should be rewarded. And so, yeah, I'm looking for a fresh face for sure. Ron or Romney McDaniel has had opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to fix electoral processes and procedures and defend their candidates either on the trail or in courtrooms in basically the same states, the same problem states, problem by def- for Republicans, Nevada, Arizona, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Michigan. These are the same, same issues. The same guys rear their ugly head. And she's had multiple opportunities to, to remedy this. And what? Nothing. And now you're staring at a situation that it, it may be almost darn near impossible under current conditions for a Republican to gain 270 electoral votes because of the way the laws are structured in those aforementioned states. It's just impossible. That's just a, it's just a mathematical equation of time. They don't have the apparatus to do the type of mail-in ballot acquisition that these states require to win. The Republican Party does not have that those tools in its tool shed. They don't. And she's had an opportunity to build those tools and those tool sheds, and she hasn't. So for that reason, I'm all for somebody else taking a shot at it. It's not for lack of, it's not a messaging problem. Look at Florida, right? They govern in a fiscally conservative way. That is the straw that stirs their drink. And it has been the, become the most attractive state in the country to do business in, to move to. And it's not just because of the weather. Okay. Other states are the same way. When you govern in a fiscally conservative way, you become an attractive state to move to and do business in. And the federal government needs to needs to follow suit. But I thought the census I thought the clip was pretty illustrative, pretty instructive. Here's a guy years ago was like, Hey, what's the point of you even being around here? What is it that tell me what it is that you do here if you're not gonna limit some government? Okay, we'll be back in a few. Thanks, guys, for listening. Appreciate it.